Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Now, I always believe that for every time on a Sunday, but why I say that particularly right at the start is before I went away on holiday, I like to be organised. Any of you that work with me know I like to be, you know, feel like I'm on it and organised. So I thought, right, before I go away, I'm going to get all my notes done because I already knew I was preaching today. So a month in advance, it's never been heard of. I have never prepared my preaching a month in advance. I prepared it all. A month in advance, I sent it through to Christian on the last day in the office. Here's my notes, Christian. I thought... I'm going to get a gold star, blue Peter badge for this, you know, prepared it all, sat down on Thursday morning, half past seven in the office, Lord, you know, these notes, do you know what, I sat down with those notes and I had this massive, like, they're not the right notes, (laughs) Julie, this is not what I want you to talk about on Sunday, and um, so I I said, like, okay, God, what, what do you want me to talk about, so What God, I believe, wants me to share with you this morning is something completely different to what I'd initially planned. But what I do know is God has been speaking to me about something else um, that that I've been sharing with a few people this week that I feel is important for us this morning. So is that okay that I'm going to do that? So we're in this series, as we've said, about make it matter. Our key verse is from James chapter 4 and verse 13, and it says it like this in the message. And now I have a word for you who brashly announce, today at the latest, tomorrow, we're off to such and such a city for the year. We're going to start a business. We're going to make a lot of money. But you don't know the first thing about tomorrow. You're nothing but a wisp of fog catching a brief bit of the sun before disappearing. Andy shared with us in in, uh, team prayer this morning that our life is a vapour. Our life is something that that is here and then it it can go, especially uh, he's had the impact of a sudden death of one of his colleagues. And it, it brings it to light that our life is such a short period of time. For those of you who are like, you know, getting on a little bit like I am now, you sort of think, you know, where is all those years gone? Can you remember when Christian showed us that great analogy of a ruler? We all had a paper ruler, didn't we? And I think there was a hundred years on that. And it was about this big. And we had to rip off what had already gone. And then we had to rip off where we thought, and probably not a great thought to start a teaching this morning, where we thought our life would end. That, that left me with like that. And I'm like, Wow. Wow, that is that that impacted me. It impacted me. And it made me realise even more than I've ever realised before that we need to make our life matter. This phrase, make it matter, we were impacted by um, a church in America that we went to and were teaching on this. Impacted so much that when we came back, I said to Christian, it would be great if we had that as a reminder every day. So for those of you that walk in the church office, um, we asked Jordan and our design team if they would come up with um, a, a, a design on the wall that reminded us every day I walk into my office, straight ahead of me is this big sign, make it matter. There's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of priority. There's a sense of today matters. What I do know is that years and years ago, I, I don't hear it so much now, but 
but I just wanted to mention it, that sometimes we can live with that thought of we're waiting for something. We're waiting for the next thing. We're waiting till the kids leave home. I'm in that season now. I'm actually not looking forward to all the family leaving home. But, but, but some people live with, I'm waiting for the kids to come. I'm waiting for my promotion. I'm waiting till I've got more money. I'm waiting till. And I just felt God wanted to remind us this morning, stop waiting, start living. Stop waiting. God says, don't wait for something. Don't think tomorrow I'll do this. Don't. Today is the day that God wants you to know it matters. There's a sense of urgency. So here's the thought that I believe God wanted me to share with every single one of us this morning of how we live a life that matters. You see, because I believe we don't sometimes live a life that we feel is significant for this reason, which comes from Psalm 18 and verse 35. And it says this, you've given me the shield of your salvation Your strong hand has supported me. You have stooped down to make me great. You bend down. You bend down to make me great. You see, we can believe in a God who is our strong tower. We can believe in a God that that is there for us. And we may struggle with this sometimes, but a God who is there for us, who actually every time I struggle... There's a God there, but, 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 but do we believe that there's a God who actually said, one of the reasons I sent Jesus to this earth was so that we could stoop down and lift you up and make you great. If I did a poll this morning, if on the door we did a bit of a poll and said, do you believe this morning that God has called every single one of us in Arena Church for greatness? I'm sure we'd all say, or most of us, 99% would say, yes, he has. Then if I asked you, do you believe for your individual life? You personally, do you believe? Do you believe that greatness is on the inside of you? Do you believe that God's called you? Do you believe that God stooped down for you? In Isaiah, I love this because we look at the God of the universe. And uh, when we were away on holiday, Chris and I had the privilege of visiting the Grand Canyon Oh, and you stand at the top of this massive canyon, the vastness, the awesomeness of it. It's just incredible. And you look down and when you see something as vast as that, you can believe in a God. I'm like, how can people not believe in God creating the world? When you look at the stars and the mountains and Grand Canyon, and it just looks so fantastic. But then do we believe it, that that greatness, that, that, that God actually created me to be great? We can believe in buildings and, and things that God's done that are great, but does, does God want me to be great? Really? Is that what God wants for me? You see, Isaiah in verse 40 says it like this. Uh, sorry, Isaiah 40 and verse 11 says it like this. He tends his flock like a shepherd He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his chest. You know, if for those of you that were, we used to call it Sunday school, now kids church. We did this a lot, didn't we, in Sunday school when you were kids. You know, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, and the picture of him with the little lambs. You know, and Jesus 
stooping down and holding them in his arms. And we can believe that. And I, I just feel that that analogy of, of Jesus, who, who the shepherd who takes the lambs into his chest and holds them because he wants to carry them close to his chest. What, why am I using that example? Because I believe there's an, there's an a greatness by association this morning. What, what do I mean by that? So when... Um, I go to conferences sometimes. I actually get into places in conferences because I'm with Christian or Phil. Greatness by association. I I can remember the first time I went with Christian um, to something at Audacious in Mansfield and at Manchester, and I actually got to go in the green room. I felt so like, what am I doing in this room? I was with Christian. (laughs) I had a pass (laughs) into the green room because I was with him. When a year ago um, I uh, became executive pastor of this this church, and I'm, I'm still growing in that, I'm still learning in that, and thankfully I, I believe I, I have learned a lot over this last year. But when I first had this title, I had my first email. I think within a few weeks of being executive pastor, dear Pastor Julie, and I'm like, no, they've said, you know, me, Pastor Julie. And what they were doing was, uh, dear Pastor Julie, um, we've got this concert. Uh, I think Hillsong were coming to Derby, something like that. Or there was some concert in Derby. And we'd like to give you some free tickets. And I'm like, what? No, they they meant it for Christian. They They didn't mean it for me. But all of a sudden, because I'd got this title, it meant that I got free stuff. I'm like, whoa, and I struggled to accept it at first. The reason I say that is because you are great by association with the God of the world. You are great because when you became a Christian, God says you are now joint heirs with Christ. You are now my son. You are now my daughter. You've joined the royal family. (laughs) You were born into the royal family. This morning, I just feel that God's got a sense over your life where he says, I want you to walk in that greatness that I've got for you. I don't want anything to stop you. I don't want anything to limit you. But I just want to talk about what does limit us then? Because I know I haven't always lived with this thought. I haven't always lived with the, you say, I'm daft enough. You know, sometimes intellectual people, it can get in your way because you try and reason it out. I'm daft enough to actually believe God wants greatness over my life. (laughs) If the Bible says it, I'm just going to believe it and I'm going to accept it. But why? Why don't we live? What stops us living a life that matters? Firstly, God wants us just to believe it. Just to believe it. You see, sometimes we think... I was born up on the wrong side of town. I didn't come from the right family. I'm not as educated as other people are. I'm not as good looking as other people are. You know, at school, I was called Titch, Thunder Thighs, Bible Basher. And you can live, can't you, with like, like I always wanted to be tall. You know, it ain't going to happen, is it? You know, it's not going to happen, is it? Believe it. Yeah, come on, believe it. <laughs> Very good, Jonty. <laughs> but the point being, 
in that we don't believe that because we have all these words over our lives. We think we look at the reality sometimes of our situation and think, how could God call me to be great? God says this morning, I want to, I want you to believe it because I am with you. I am, I am holding you. I have got you. Believe greatness is with you. You see, we compare. I think Kev, I don't think Kev brought this up a few weeks ago when he spoke to us about running free. We compare. Well, I could never do. I could never be because I haven't had the right start. I, 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 I could never do that because of. And we make comparisons. You see, what we're meant to do by other people in our lives, other people in our world, they're meant to inspire us and not make us be feeling condemned. You see, look to other people inspiring. Why do marketing experts put all these videos out of these great people who can do squats, you know, all these people who want to do all this fitness stuff. They've got all these, you know, get how to get your six abs. They're meant to inspire us because greatness is inside of you. Use other people to inspire you. Don't compare. Sometimes we fear as well. We fear about stepping out into the unknown. I could never do that job. You know, honestly, I feel a lot of days, if I hadn't got God with me, I would be out of my depth in all I'm doing. Honestly, I would. I have to have that reliance of God You've called me, you've equipped me. I'm going to walk in the confidence that you're with me today. Because many of us here, God has guided your steps. God is leading you. God is with you. And if you feel this morning that God is asking you to step out into the more, don't let fear hold you back. Don't have smallness on the inside of you. This great scripture that I lose, that I, that I love from 2 Corinthians and 6, and we have used it a lot this year. I believe Kev used it as well. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. The smallness you feel comes from within. God didn't call you to small. God called you to big. God called you to vast. God called you to more. This is the year of overflow. And I love to see so many people in Arena Church. We've been putting on bigger jackets. It's been a bit difficult at times. We've had to step into the more. We've had to say, I feel a little bit out of my depth here. But I believe if you've called me, you're going to equip me. And God, you are with me. Come on, Arena Church. Do we believe it this morning? The smallness you feel is coming from within. So step out. Don't fear. And, and thirdly, under um, believe it, we compromise. We compromise. I think the more mature you are as a Christian, hopefully this isn't such a big thing. But we compromise. We live a different life outside of our church life than we do in. And it limits us. It stops us. It stops us moving into all God has because we compromise on the life that God says I've got for you. We don't live obediently. We know something is wrong and actually we just ignore, we choose to ignore what God has called us into. It's easy to sit on the fence, but actually it's the hardest thing you will be doing because you will forever live with that conflict inside if you don't. Step into what God is asking you to do. So firstly, believe it. Secondly, don't confuse it. 
Don't confuse it. You see, greatness sounds like one of those words that you speak over the Pope, (laughs) over the Queen, over celebrities. Not many of us in Arena Church will ever have the opportunity of being any of those things, particularly celebrities. I might add at this point that we do have an actual celebrity in our midst this morning. Is she here? Is she downstairs? Our wonderful little Molly, four years old, is on telly tomorrow. Six years old. She's playing a four-year-old tomorrow when she's six. That's how cute she is. She's playing a four-year-old and she's six. She's in a programme called Doctors at quarter to two on BBC One tomorrow. Isn't that wonderful that we've actually got a little celebrity in our midst? But let's be honest, how many of us are going to get opportunities like that? You see, greatness is not perfection either. We confuse it by thinking it means all of a sudden I'm not going to mess up. You know, David, who in the Bible talks about being a great king, a great warrior, he was the guy who committed adultery and also ordered a guy on the front line so he'd get murdered. And yet God, the Bible, talks about greatness over David. You could have messed up this week. You could have messed up big time. And God says, I have still got greatness for you. We confuse it. There's a story in the Bible, and it's actually the mother of James and John. James and John, they were called the sons of thunder. Now, they sound like a handful, don't they? (laughs) We sometimes call my son Boom Boom, because everywhere you go, you know, particularly Mama Sandy, she calls him Boom Boom because he can be loud. You know, you know he's coming. You get the sense over James and John, these sons of thunder, you you knew when they were coming. His mum, now how embarrassing is this? James and John, the Sons of Thunder's mum, went to talk to Jesus on their behalf. Now embarrassing. Come on, these are grown men for a start. And what she did was she went to Jesus and she said, Jesus, when you get to heaven, would you remember my boys? You know, something us mums like to do, look out for our family. Would you remember them? You know, in fact, Jesus, when you get to heaven, when you're sitting, can one of them sit on your right hand and one of your left? Because that was her assessment of what greatness was. That's what she thought. You know, sitting at the side of Jesus is great. That, that's what she thought. You know, Jesus didn't condemn her. He didn't look at her and laugh and say, what are you talking about? He, he just said, you've confused what greatness is. You see, we can think greatness is being on this platform. Greatness is, 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 is what Christian does. But, but, but Jesus said to this lady, actually, you've confused greatness. And this is what he said. I, I love this. I love this. In Matthew 20 and verse 26, he stooped down. He said, you've confused it. And, and this is what it is. Whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. Whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Let him be your servant. You see, we confuse what greatness is. I believe God is saying to all of us this morning, whatever you've got, whatever is in your hand, whatever you've been called to do, I'm a mum in this season, fantastic. Be the best mum you can be. That doesn't mean to say you're perfect. Don't mean to say you're not going to have those days of meltdown. Pick yourself up. Greatness is in you to be the best mum you can be. God says, whatever you're called to in this season, just be the best that you can be. This 
phrase has really captured my heart. Jesus didn't give up his greatness to be a servant. Becoming a servant launched him into greatness. Come on, let me repeat that again. Jesus didn't give up his greatness to be a servant. Becoming a servant launched him, launched him into greatness. If we're going to have a life that matters, if we're going to have a life of impact, if we're going to have a life that makes a difference, God says, your life is meant to minister, is meant to serve. As Jesus stooped down for us, God says this morning, hey, how about you stooping down for somebody else? You may not have got there. You may still have your own struggles, but wherever you are on your journey, how about taking somebody with you? How about stooping down this week for a colleague, a friend, stopping in the busyness of your life and saying, I'm going to serve you today. I'm going to make a difference in your life today. I'm going to do whatever I need to for you today because greatness is serving. God wants to launch you into greatness by you just being a vessel that he can use. That's all greatness is today. Just being obedient every day to saying, God, here I am. We used to sing it, didn't we, years ago? Here I am, wholly available. As for me, I will serve the Lord. Greatness is just getting up every day, saying, God, there's a sense of urgency about today. I'm not waiting for the next thing. I'm not waiting Today matters. Today, I'm going to make a difference. Today, I believe God in the hundrum. You see, we have so many important days, don't we? I've made a list. Some of you may have done the same. I was impacted by some teaching of Brian Houston years ago that talked about life and death are in the power of the tongue. And he talked about those negative words we speak over our lives day to day that limit the call of God on our lives. I'll never do. I can't do. I'm not good enough. I won't do. And what he asked people to do is actually go home and look at those important days that, you know, I've had a baby. I've got married. I've got engaged. I've moved house. And we can live for those days. I've had a promotion. I've just... I've made a list of them and they're all fantastic days. I've even made a list of those important days that I were glad were over. (laughs) Close of a business. Glad that chapter's finished. I'd encourage you to do it. But when you do do it, it fills an A4 page. That's it. But God says it's it's not those days. It's the days in between Julie being born and then Julie getting saved. It's the days between... This is where I gave my life to Jesus. This is where I got married. It's the days in between every single one that make a life of influence, of greatness, a life that matters. So we don't believe it. We confuse it. And finally, thirdly, just receive it. Just receive it. You see... We can think that we need to work up something to walk in greatness. I want to read a scripture from you, Ephesians 2 and verse 8, and this is it in the message. It says, Now God has us where he wants us, with all the time in the world and the next, to shower grace and kindness upon us. Saving is all his idea. And all his work, all we do is trust him enough to let him do it. 
It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging about it. That we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make or save. God does both the the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. You may know this version in the NIV much shorter version. The message likes to use 20,000 words. We know that. But the, the, the NIV version says, it's by grace you are saved by faith. Grace, the unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor of God is on your life. Do you believe it? Do I believe it? Do we walk in it? It's okay believing it today while I'm talking. Yeah. Isn't it? Let, let's be honest. It's easier today to receive this. How about on a Monday morning? How about when we've messed up? God says, you can't do any more. I've done everything I can do. Now it's over to you to just walk in it. Receive it. Believe it. Don't confuse it. You see, when Jesus was on that cross, he used three words. His arms outstretched. The three words when he was there, was, it is finished. That doesn't say to me that this, this is a God who we've got, to, we've got to wait for God to do. We've got to wait for God to change. We've got to wait. You know, we are believing for miracles in our lives, many of us. We are praying. We're believing. We're crying out to God. But, but what God says is, you know, d- don't believe don't don't wait for the next thing don't think that actually I can't believe now that this day is significant because God says I hear your prayer if I haven't answered it yes there's a yet there's a reason God says if I've said no there's a no for a reason I have done all I can do I have done everything to give you a life of significance I have done everything it is finished all you need to do now is accept it is walk in it is believe it is to receive it you know this morning I believe that that, that there's many of us here who who just need a fresh re- revelation we can feel humble in a wrong way we 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 don't want people walking about being arrogant but God doesn't call us to a false humility that I can't do or I'm not good enough God called you to a life of impact a life that's going to make a difference that's why we love growth track so much because we know that many people coming through growth track have come out the other end thinking, actually, I can do this. Actually, I've realized that there is something that God's got for me. My mom, my mom is such a wonderful lady. And uh, the, the one thing my mom has done with her life is, you know, she would hate to stand up and, and talk on a stage. She would hate to be in a crowded room and, 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 you know, be the centre of attention. She's quite happy in a corner. What my mum has just done the best she could be. She, how, how she did that for many, many years was she'd bake cakes, she'd buy chocolates, she'd send a card, she'd just do what she could. Now she's not able to bake so much, she's in her 80s, but what she still does is, you know, she'll send somebody a card, she'll, she'll, she'll get them a treat, she'll go and say thank you. Be the best you that you can be. 
You know, when Jesus said, it is finished, he said, I've got you back. I see that difficult situation that you're in the middle of. I see that situation that you're finding so hard and you feel is limiting you, is stopping you, is, is just surrounding you. And Julie, how can I move into the more when I, I'm surrounded by this situation that's quite oppressive, dark over me? I feel it's holding me back. I feel, what do we do in those moments? Because I know that we all have seasons of stretching, of challenging, of changing. I, I just want to use... Um, an example that I, I think explains this really well. What do we do in those moments? Um, Lisa shared this with me on Tuesday, and I think it's a fantastic example. And uh, just excuse my, uh, my examples. This certainly won't be as good as Lisa's, I'm sure. But anyway, there's a little bear. There's this little bear. And um, Big Bear, Big Bear, is teaching Little Bear how to roar, so that when attacks come against Little Bear, (laughs) Little Bear is equipped with the roar to frighten all these attacks away. Okay, so Big Bear, Big Daddy Bear, is teaching Little Baby Bear how to roar. So Little Baby Bear, Little Roars, okay. And, and little bear is there practicing its little roar and doing all of that. And a lion comes towards little bear. Okay. So little bear is scared. He's worried. And he can't see big bear. Can't see big bear with him. Daddy bear's not there. Can't see big daddy bear. And little, what, what did daddy bear teach me? What did daddy bear say? Okay, I've got a roar. I've got a roar. In the best way little bear could, little bear roars. Now, what little bear doesn't know, unbeknown, because little bear can't see behind little bear, all of a sudden appears big daddy bear. (laughs) Big daddy bear, without little bear knowing, is stood behind this little baby bear. And the lion coming towards... Do you like my little examples this morning? My fitness workout this morning. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) The lion is coming towards. All of a sudden, little bear on his own wouldn't scare the lion. But all of a sudden, he sees big daddy bear rising up behind little baby bear. And the lion runs away. Guys, if you can't see God in your situation, if you can't feel the arms of a God around you this morning, if you don't feel this morning, you feel like, where is God in this? God says, I'm there. Ah! The God of the universe is behind you. He is with you. Hear the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah because he is fighting with you this morning so that tomorrow morning, when you face that difficult situation, God says, I'm with you. You may not feel me, but go out with your roar. Go out with with the confidence of knowing God has got your back. God is with you. God is calling you to greatness. So I believe there needs to be a response this morning. You know, I, 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 for me, I'm like, God... The times I've limited myself, the times 
I've, I've not believed this, and I take it to myself. You know, God says every day, get up with that reliance. Get up with that assurance. Get up with that confidence that I am with you. God wants you to live a life that matters, a life of significance. It's urgent. It's for now. It's not for tomorrow. Tomorrow.